One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast with me, Holly Johnson, and my co-host, Gabriella Clark. Each week, we discuss the latest vegan news, taste test new products, and chat to some of the leading names in veganism. This week's episode of the Simply Vegan podcast is brought to you by Alpro My Cuppa, the new plant-based drink from Alpro and the best thing to happen to tea since tea. Formulated specifically for use in tea, Alpro My Cuppa is the first plant-based product that performs like semi-skimmed to give you the perfect plant-based cuppa every time. Alpro My Cuppa is available in the chillers at Sainsbury's, Waitrose and Morrison's. Thank you to Alpro and My Cuppa. Okay, well, let's kick off this episode, as always, with our news and reviews. Hi, Gabriella, how are you? Hi, Holly, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm, yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm just about getting through um, January. Are you coping all right with the lockdown? Yeah, as I said to somebody earlier, I feel like January is already about 10 years long and we're only halfway through, but hanging in there. Yeah, it definitely is going on forever. <laughs> okay, so shall we start off by talking about the news that um, US dietary guidelines now acknowledge the health risks of dairy? What did you think of this news story? I think that's a pretty huge step to be acknowledging the health risks of something as huge as the dairy industry, particularly in the US. Mm-hmm. Um having watched a couple of the big Netflix documentaries I know how um, key they are um, in the US and how much of the funding for lots of things comes from the meat and dairy industry so for them to come out and say and recognize there's health risks is huge Um, that was a really interesting study and um, one of the things that I really liked about it is not just from a vegan perspective but people who are maybe living with the effects of dairy having a negative impact on their health now being given that support and recognition 
um, and validation that it could be something in their diet that is causing them to feel so unwell. I thought it was really interesting. Exactly. So the report um, talks about um, the effects of dairy, particularly on people of colour. Um, one of the doctors quoted um, in the report said that the vast majority of people of colour in the US are intolerant to the lactose that's in milk. Um, so obviously, if this is being sold as a health food that's healthy and you get calcium from it and everything else, then why is it making you know why is it making you sick so like you like you say it's you know it's kind of validating the fact that people are intolerant to dairy and it's causing them a lot of problems I was looking through some of the negative impacts of dairy earlier I mean I, I kind of know what they are but I just wanted to sort of refresh my you know my mind on it um, they affect your hormones which can lead to acne um, obviously allergies as we just spoke about they can worsen the effects of arthritis um, dairy is linked to a number of cancers um, bowel cancer breast cancer and it's not actually the best source of calcium um, you can get plenty of calcium from a range of um, fruit and vegetables so yeah brilliant news and hopefully one day we might see the same happening in the UK Mm, I thought it was great and they um they mentioned at the end of the article that um switch for good who's behind uh some of this work uh we're encouraging people to do a 14-day dairy detox pledge just to see if they noticed any differences and I think you know running an initiative like that where the proof really is in the pudding seeing for yourself if some of the things you suffer from that quite often you can just go through life thinking that's part and parcel of of who you are and your health as a person um can be vastly improved by removing dairy and um me personally I had lived with uh quite a mild form of eczema on my arms for a really really long time and never gave it a second thought beyond that was just my skin yeah and as soon as I went vegan, I noticed within a couple of weeks that it had completely cleared. Amazing. So I'd always then made the assumption that it was likely to be dairy that had triggered it. And I'd just been living with, with that for a long time. And about a year into being vegan, it came back. Right. And I was saying to my partner, I don't understand why this my skin has got bad again. And we were in the bathroom and happened to notice that the back of uh, the shower gel that I had bought had milk in the ingredients. No way. And we binned the shower gel and it went away and never came back. Amazing. Yeah, I, uh, so I, I have, think. Yeah, I have a friend who, um, who had quite severe eczema um, and yeah the same happened with her she gave up dairy and it's massively improved so yes amazing a, proof yeah. is in the pudding definitely um next shall we or shall we not talk about Piers Morgan <laughs> so oh. <laughs> um yeah we've been a bit ranty today haven't we Gabriella um over on, on the uh, WhatsApp messages because my friend uh, sent me a video of, um, is it this? No, Good Morning Britain, isn't it? 
Yes. Yeah. So I don't actually watch it, but um, because mainly because Piers Morgan just makes me angry. Um, but they sent me the video of this morning's episode, which is the 18th of um, January, in case anyone wants to kind of go back and watch it. Um, so he, it was uh, an interview, live interview with Pamela Anderson, who was um, sort of live streaming from Canada. Um, and she had tweeted over the weekend that vegans have better sex lives. So, yeah, you can just imagine Piers Morgan was all over this. Um, yeah. How, how angry did it make you? <laughs> well, Piers Morgan in general makes me quite annoyed. Um, <laughs> hence why I choose not to start my day in that way. Um, I have to say, I think he had probably reined it in slightly for the sheer fact that it was Pamela Anderson putting the point across, but that's a subject for another day. Definitely. Um, I, I did get very frustrated after watching this video because, or this clip, because I felt once again, it was really one-sided and even the things that were being argued in the case for veganism were very quickly undermined by a reason to eat meat or a lot of dairy or a lot of eggs and even uh, their tv doctor dr hillary was on um giving his advice from a medical point of view which you know a lot of people who might be on the fence or thinking about a vegan diet they're going to trust a, a medical person so I think it's really important that he comes across as very neutral and I found it frustrating that I didn't think that he did yeah he one of the things that he said Dr Hillary said was that eggs are a health healthful food and you can eat as many eggs as you like they're perfectly healthy which you know that was one of the main things that that got me kind of um on my soapbox I guess um <laughs> I don't want to be one of these ranty vegans but it's I just think you know when it's coming out of like you say coming out of the mouth of a doctor it's you mm -hmm. know it's it's been proven that the science is there and I actually I actually tweeted him after watching it Did you? Um, with a link to a BBC article um I think it was from last year or a couple of years ago that that looks at a study that found that you know eggs are not a health food and actually there are a lot of health problems that can be associated with eating them especially if you eat lots every day so um yeah and Piers Morgan okay we know what he's like we know he's kind of probably just um trying to get us riled up um mm -hmm. and probably get you know more viewers or whatever but, um, you know, I just think we're in Veganuary, we're in 2021, we've had a year of a pandemic caused by us messing around with nature, climate crisis is, you know, peaking right now, people are fighting to make change, and for him to sit there and, you know, promote meat, um, meat eating to viewers, I think is just wrong. Um, and also, yeah, like you say, he was basically making the point that, um, you know, well, well, vegans eat um, almonds and avocados, which are, you know, flown thousands of miles and they're bad for the bees or, you know, millions of bees are, are killed or. Um, so, yeah, it was frustrating that sort of Pamela didn't kind of um, sort of get to properly answer his uh, his questions on that.
I mean, I don't think anyone gets to properly answer <laughs> where Piers is concerned. But again, for me, that's such a tired argument against veganism to say, well, you eat loads of avocados or you eat loads of almonds. As a vegan, I would never sit here and claim that my diet is perfect for the environment. I don't think anybody's is. But I would argue that as a vegan, if you've already made the step, the change to remove meat and dairy, which is by far the most destructive food group for the environment from your diet, you are more likely to consider other ways in which you can reduce your impact. So that's either by switching to, say, from an almond milk to a milk that is more sustainable or looking at how much plastic you use or the impact your clothes are having on the environment. Um, and just by, by making that step of removing meat and dairy, you are, the fact is you are eating a diet that is much more environmentally friendly. And um, actually, I really wanted to touch on in link to that a BBC Two documentary that was on a couple of weeks ago, uh, Horizon called Feast to Save the Planet. Oh, I didn't see that. I'll have to. Not sure if you've watched it, but it was um, uh, a dinner, a restaurant uh, that they invited five celebrities to. I think it was five, and there was a menu, and you could choose from the menu mix of meat, fish, vegan, vegetarian options. And at the end of each course, you would learn the environmental impact of what you had selected to eat and yeah. also drink. Um, and they had Sarah Pascoe, who's a comedian and is actually vegan on there. And then some real meat eaters, fish eaters, vegetarians. And they, I was quite nervous that <laughs> maybe some of the, the vegan food, the vegetables would... Uh, be shown as very bad for the environment and it would shine a bad light on veganuary and, and veganism but it was really fairly done actually and there was no escaping the fact that by far the worst thing you can consume was meat yeah. and cheese and dairy um, and things like asparagus came up with a really bad carbon footprint simply because the time of the year they were ordering it was not when it was in season in the UK so it'd been shipped from really far away um so I think everyone you know has a responsibility to try and eat more seasonally or to look at what they're buying and see how far it's traveled but I, I do believe it's a really tired argument to say that vegans are the only one who eat things that are from really far away because guarantee all that food that is feeding your your animals your livestock that you're about to eat has come from a very far away place and the feed in itself has a massive carbon footprint so um I'm kind of tired of that being used as an argument against veganism definitely yeah I mean I certainly switched to oat milk I think there was a thing on the BBC where you could kind of put in your food choices and an oat milk came out by far the best option. Mm. And like you say, I think, um, you know, vegans are really conscious of the impact of their diet. And, and you do kind of go on a journey, don't you? You might, you know, you might mm. not consider that if you're doing veganuary, that's sort of, it's probably going to be a bit too much to, to deal with having to choose food that's just local and you know only eat vegetables that are in season and whilst also ditching meat egg and eggs and dairy 
Um, but I think as you go along on your journey, you educate yourself a bit and you watch things and read things and talk to friends. And, you know, you, you I mean, I've it's taken me three years, but I now have a Riverford subscription box that comes every week. It's 100 um, percent organic UK because you can choose Amazing. different ones. You know, you can choose ones that have oranges that come from Spain and, you know, that's fine. I've just chosen to go for the um yeah the UK one because you know doing this job you do you do feel like a hypocrite if you're not kind of you know doing the best that you possibly can and it, it is a it can be expensive but I find that I've got so many so many vegetables to eat that I just need all the staples like tin tomatoes and beans and things like that and I can always make a meal mm. so um and it comes with very very limited I think all the all the a couple of things come in plastic and that's compostable so, you know, and it's organic. So you're not having all the pesticides and everything else that's, you know, ruining the soil. Um, I know it's not affordable for everyone. Um, but I kind of think if I can afford to drink bottles of wine at the weekend, or if I can afford to have Netflix on the TV, then I can afford to, you know, buy the best food possible to feed my family, my children. Mm. So that's kind of, you know, the way that where yeah. I sort of justify the cost um I just think in this country there seems to be a real fear around just coming out and saying vegan diet can be really healthy and really fulfilling and you often hear oh you know all vegans live off is processed food but for me those vegan substitutes are the exact same as when I ate meat and I will go to McDonald's it's yeah. a it's a treat it's not something that's in my diet every day um and it, it's there for when I need it so or you know as a convenience option and the vast majority of a vegan diet takes every single food group gives you everything you need and I, I really resent the fact that there's a fear from figures or um sectors that people trust that we can't just come out and say that yeah 100 percent. i think dr hillary did say it was very hard to get your nutrients as a vegan well mm -hmm. you know i completely disagree i mean obviously you need to educate yourself on what a healthy diet is um but it's not like we we're not surrounded by information on that you know you, you've got the internet you've got facebook you've got books you've got you know um netflix documentaries it's mm -hmm. not like you know we're back in the day where no one can find out this information it's it's widely available i'd also be so interested to compare the average diet of um say a meat eater like pierce who was saying it's really hard to get what you need from a vegan diet um you know sitting on your pedestal or thinking that your your current diet is really fulfilling and really healthy because when I look back to my meat and dairy diet I definitely wasn't getting all the nutrients that I needed yeah I was probably accessing certain levels slightly easier through meat and dairy but it certainly wasn't doing me any good and the health risks that you mentioned earlier on that come with it definitely do not make it worthwhile yeah I'll tell you what Piers Morgan we challenge you to uh, do a 
what what are they called the the blood tests that show you know what you're low in or whatever <laughs> show all your mm-hmm. le- vitamin levels and nutrient levels um yeah we challenge you to come up against us and <laughs> see who's the healthiest exactly not that i would like to have to spend more time talking about or with <laughs> Morgan, but yes, he would. Uh, he'd be a great guinea pig for uh, seeing if he can reap the benefits of a vegan diet. Definitely. Well, brilliant. Well, next up, we. Uh, well, I. I'll be chatting to Bosch. So keep listening. They are really lovely guys, and obviously they've got their own cookery show and everything now. So um, yeah, brilliant interviews. Keep listening amazing i love what they're doing have their their cookbooks really yeah, great guys brilliant all right well thanks gabriella bye thanks holly see you later bosh hello thank you for joining us on the simply vegan podcast today Holly, thank you so much for having us. We're really excited to be here. Oh yeah, definitely. It's awesome to be here. It's really a nice break away from the norm, getting to chat to you here on Zoom. You've got over 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. You've got thousands more followers on Instagram and Facebook. Um, numerous best-selling books, your own TV show, Living on the Veg. How did it all begin? <laughs> so, um, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but... Um... I guess we've just been working working hard at it for the last five years, day in, day out. But how it all began was, um, so Ian went vegan, was it about six years ago? It, yeah, it was probably, it will be six years on the 1st of March. Right, cool. So nearly six, six years ago, and Ian was on a, a January challenge, as he is now. And, um, and so he was testing out veganism, vegetarianism, just to put himself through the paces, really. And I mocked him, thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> But then my kind of environmental streak was awoken when he showed me Cowspiracy and we watched that together and I realised just how much greenhouse emissions are given off by animal agriculture. So I went vegan then overnight. It was probably about a month after Ian for environmental reasons. I felt fantastic. You felt fantastic. We both were really pleased by the obvious immediate health benefits that we experienced. And then we started to learn more about animal cruelty and what was going on in factory farms. And we were appalled. I, I would say it's probably an, an awakening mm. you go through. And you, you can never unlearn that. You can never go back. So that's when we decided we wanted to make it our, our life's purpose to share how easy it was to go vegan and why people should go vegan with the world. Um, we went through a few different iterations of what we should do. Ian was going to work on a cafe back in Sheffield where we're from. And I was thinking about doing vegan ready meals. But in the end, we just, we decided to stick with what we knew, which was we were pretty good at cooking and we were pretty good at making videos. And it seemed like videos on social media were starting to kick off. Mm-hmm. So that's where we decided to build a business. So how did you two meet them? Henry and I have known each other since we were 11 years old. We met probably on the first day of school and we're 36 oh. now. So yeah, <laughs> it's like a quarter of a, a century. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. So <laughs> little 11 year old bosh <laughs> no, 11 year old bosh i'm sure there was uh naughty boys yes yeah. <laughs> i can imagine i've got a nine-year-old and yeah <laughs> it causes me all yeah. sorts of trouble yes yeah, uh, that was us it's um it's not an easy thing to do to break into the main mainstream is it with anything but um especially veganism so how do you think you've managed to do it where where others have failed i mean <laughs> 
I, I would say we're probably still on the fringes somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like vegan is becoming mainstream, but it probably is still, you know, niche in its way, niche mainstream yeah, yeah. on the way. Um, we've had about 2 billion views of our videos. Wow. So yeah. that's a lot of people that have seen Bosch pop up onto their Facebook feed or Instagram feed or YouTube feed. And I don't think we should underestimate the impact that that has on people's, you know, whether on people's behavior, whether or not they're cooking the food or whether or not they're just remembering Bosch, vegan, etc. Um, so I think, I think that's, that's been really, really powerful. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I think also right place at the right time mm -hmm. helped us a lot. You know, we were, we chose to make videos at a time when Facebook was promoting videos a lot. So that really got a lot of growth off the back of that. Probably the same thing with Instagram, really, although maybe we were a little bit late to the party. Maybe a touch late, yeah. Um, but I think a lot of it is, you know, we could see the ways that people wanted to consume media and watch videos and learn to cook, and we, we found them in that place. But then I think the other thing is just people like our food. That's it. You know, it's simple. It's no nonsense. We're not overcomplicating things. We provide recipes that people just want to eat on a Tuesday night. I mean, Ian made yeah. a recipe for beans on toast. You know what I mean? Certainly did. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think, yeah, it's all about the food because, you know, um, the co content is king, but uh, like the medium is important. Like social media has really helped us, but like ultimately if the recipes weren't tasty and the cinematography wasn't good, then um, it wouldn't have been half as popular um, and half as well received as it is now. But also not just tasty food, but um, well-tested food. Yeah. So what, what we'll find a lot of the time when, when browsing online is you can find a recipe for anything, um, but whether or not that recipe will reliably work is a different question. Um, and we go to the next level with testing, uh, especially for our cookbooks, mm, mm. Um, which have sold, what is it, like half a million? 600,000. 600,000 yeah. copies now. And, and, you know, we, I mean, we must have tested the lasagna for book one 20 times. Yeah. <laughs> Every day, we, we had like two weeks of lasagna. Yeah. So we put a lot of effort into making sure the quality is really good. So if you cook a Bosch recipe, you should know it's going to work. Yeah. And it's 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 about sort of packing all the flavour in, isn't it? It's, you know, I think um, I mean I'm guessing a lot of people that do follow you or buy your cookbooks aren't even actually vegan, but they might just be flexitarian or cutting down on their meat, and you know they're sort of recipes for everyone, aren't they? That's uh, absolutely right. Yeah, like right from the get go, we've been all about plant based foods for everyone, um, and that I think, like I said before, the the reason why our recipes resonate with so many people is because we, Henry and I, aren't uh, professionally trained chefs. We are keen cooks. We consider ourselves to be very regular guys. And um, because um, when we first went vegan, we started missing the things that we were used to. So we started recreating them. I think a lot of people will be going down exactly that same journey. And um, the, the, our first book in particular, Bosch, um, like is a fantastic gateway into a different way of thinking about plant-based food. Do you think that food is a bit better way to influence people rather than activism? I think that activism is really important. Um, and that, and we are both grateful and in awe of and supportive of all of the vegan activists that are out there. You know, um, I love watching Earthling Ed do his kind of, especially like of late as he's developed his talking style. I love listening to him talk and, and, you know, watching him on stages and stuff. And I think that's so important. But, I mean, you've got other people. You've got Joey Carbstrong. Mm. Even 
Lucy Watson is really good to to watch and listen to when she's you know on TV. And I think that that activism is has a really really important place. It's like that's like the forefront. You know what I mean? That's where the battle is going on. Yeah. yeah. I think that um, for us, we see our food as a form of activism. And it's just that we, we take a different part of the chain. You know, people will, uh, people will be affected by stuff that someone like Earthling Ed is out there doing and mm-hmm. saying and making videos about. Um, either directly or indirectly because someone went vegan because they watched Earthling Ed and then someone, they talked to their friend and they just decided to go vegan because they talked to their friend. Um, and where we are is we're the people who will enable them to do that by making them have options they can cook with that work and are tasty, but also making them now have products in the supermarket that they can get their hands on. And hopefully maybe by us being some sort of role model to show that you can live a normal life and be vegan and be a man um, and (laughs) not just be weird, which obviously was the old stereotype. (laughs) Um, So so we... we, we, I think we are activists of a sort. You know, we're, we're big into animal rights. Um, we're big into equality and we're big into the environment. And I think we just choose to take a different part of the chain, which is enabling people. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Um, you mentioned food, like supermarket products. You've had sort of your own cake ranges, haven't you? And you, you've sort of launched various things recently um, and sort of collaborated with brands. So tell us about your latest collaboration with the food brand Callo. Oh, well, yeah, we've been really lucky to uh, be working with Callot. We've been working with them for around about the last 10 months on and off. Um, we've, we've made recipe videos for them using their products. Um, and we have also, um, like, just recently written four recipes that um, are, are supposed to sort of aid a particular mood. So be it um, the mood of happiness or feeling energetic or uh, feeling romantic, uh, we've kind of um, put these recipes together and um, we, we took the photographs of them and tested them and they're absolutely delicious and Cali were really chuffed with them. And then they were, uh, they invited us to to do a live cook-along uh, with two of the recipes this evening because uh, right now as we stand, it's the 18th of January, which is um, well known to be Blue Monday, which is like <laughs> basically like the saddest day of the year. And obviously because 2020 was such a, um, a difficult time for such a lot of people, then this Blue Monday might be particularly bad. Um, so we've kind of hopefully going to be putting a few smiles and a few faces by doing this live cook-along that features two of the dishes one is a um, an energetic salad for post gym, and the other one is, um, is is a black bean dip that you pop on top of the rice cakes. Um, oh man, that's so delicious! Yeah, really delicious. <laughs> it's incredible. So yeah, um, in short, like working with Cal has been a joy. Fantastic company, really great um, organic ingredients, and uh, just good for snacking, aren't they? Yeah, and I think there's a real nice like there's a real nice rationale for for this Blue Monday message. You know, it's. Basically, food is an important thing that determines how we feel, right? Mm. And, and when people do feel sad, they do have a tendency to reach for something which is not necessarily healthy and not necessarily going to make them feel better or improve their mood. No. So, you know, you'll feel bad and then you'll get your kind of greasy vegan fish and chips delivered to the door, <laughs> which you can do now, depending on where you live. <laughs> or, or maybe you'll just make a burger. Yeah. Um, but then you'll, you'll feel worse an hour or two hours or three hours later. So I think... You know, if we could say one thing, it would be just to encourage people that particularly today, it's try and eat food that is going to improve the way you feel. Try and eat food that's going to be relatively natural, um, not very processed, health-giving, nice and colourful, 
um, and mostly made of whole plant foods. And that's going to make you feel good after you rate it rather than bad. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So where can people watch the live cook-along? So the live cook-along, you can see this on Bosch. Yes, right? you so can. It's going to be on, um, if you hit the Bosch YouTube channel or the Bosch Facebook channel or the Bosch Instagram channel, yeah. you should be able to tune in to us. Okay. And it'll be available after the 18th of January to go back and watch. Yeah, you'll be able yeah. to check it out. It'll be saved on any of those channels as well. Brilliant. The black bean dip sounds really good. It's so good. Oh, I'm, I'm just obsessed with dips because you can do so much with them. And it's actually become yeah. a bit of a running joke with my sort of wider family. You know, oh, Holly will bring the dip <laughs> when we could <laughs> sort of have family gatherings. But I just love it when you can just bung it all in a blender and just whiz it up. And it makes this amazingly tasty thing. <laughs> just think that's yeah, brilliant. Totally. Do you know, I was watching Ottolenghi, right? I can't remember what the video was, but he was talking about dips and he was talking about them as a salad. So I was listening, I was watching Ottolenghi and yeah, he was talking about dips as being a salad. So if you imagine all of the things you put into a hummus or baba ganoush, yeah, it's just, you know, it is kind of vegetables that yeah. would go into a salad, but just blitzed and made into a really nice kind of salad. And actually Gabrielle Camara, Gabriella Camara was talking about salsas in the yeah. same way, you know, Mexican food. A salsa is kind of like a salad, but blitzed up. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, you absolutely. Know, it's fine. You're eating a salad. I love it. Well, I'll say I'll bring a salad next time and then it'll be a dip. Exactly. <laughs> salad. I just have to say, we always buy the callow um, dark chocolate rice cakes. We love those in this house and they yeah. are a great snack. So anyway, um, so what about the um, the plant-based dog food startup with the, uh, the pack it's called, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. good research <laughs> yeah i follow um vivolution so nice <laughs> yeah i mean we, look we're friends with damien and judy um we know them really well we've talked at pretty much every single vivolution they've asked us to yeah which was all except the first one <laughs> and um yeah we, we were super supportive when they told us they were starting up this new company it made sense to us you know we've we've heard that dogs can eat a vegan diet um we're not experts at all but you know they have spent a lot of time on the science and the nutritional aspects of it uh, and they've confirmed as such. And yeah, we're really proud to have been involved in and supporting their, their dog food company, The Pack, which is yeah. creating vegan dog food for dogs. And it, not just for vegan dogs, but just for also promoting dogs to eat more plants in their yeah. diet. Yeah, I think it's just sort of more anti-inflammatory for them, isn't it? And I'm, I'm it's sort of on my to-do list for my dog, but I just haven't got around to it. So I'll yes. have to look into that one. Yeah, because if you've got a, like a dog or an animal friend, and, and you know, it is important to think about their food. And, yeah. and you know, your, your food is your health. So if you, if you love that animal, then um, you should probably feed it the best food possible. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Okay, so... My last question before I was going to subject you to a game of Mr. and Mrs. or Mr. and Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Which was my boss's idea, so you can blame her. Um, So I was thinking the other day, actually, I I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like us vegans sometimes sort of can live in a bit of a bubble. And then suddenly you watch something like Piers Morgan or, you know, something else. And you kind of realise that not everybody thinks the same as you do you know, you follow vegan accounts, don't you, on social media? And before you know it, you kind of feel like everyone's on board with this idea that veganism is the best way to be because of health and the environment and the animals. Um, mm. 
so do you think we'll ever really see a, a vegan world good question um will we ever, well people still smoke cigarettes don't they yes yeah um does it is there anything that's older that people stopped doing a while ago but they're still doing it Probably, mm. I mean, I, I, th I think the idea of a, of a hundred percent vegan world is probably not going to happen because there is little pockets of different places where they rely a lot more than the Western world does on sort of meat. And um, yeah, as I, th I think the, the Western world probably will be going hell for leather toward a, a majority plant-based diets, but I think it, it maybe in our lifetimes. Um, I, I, can't, I can't see the whole world going vegan. So I, I, I would agree with you in the short term, mm -hmm. but I suppose we, we as humans are not very good at looking, you know, too far past the short term and into mm -hmm. the 50 years or the 100 years or the 200 years or the 1,000 years. Mm -hmm. And I would like to think that there is something in the human brain that will evolve past the idea of requiring cruelty to other sentient beings in order to nourish itself. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to think we will get past it. Be nice to think so. It would be nice it to would. think so, yeah. And, and, and you know, it's not specifically our mission to make a vegan world. It's our mission to shift meat eaters to eating less meat and to help more people go vegan or go part-time vegan mm -hmm. or part-time veggie or whatever. We want to kind of move the masses um, more. That's our aim. Mm -hmm. But I do think that, I mean, whether or not we'll go to Mars as Elon Musk's trying to get us to go to Mars... Or, you know, there's there's so many crazy things that could come in our future. Maybe the robots will take over and artificial intelligence will enslave us all. But, <laughs> but if we do go to Mars, I don't think we'll be eating cows. No, right? It's so poor, such a poor choice of, it's a, such a poor use of resources um, to get your nutrients and your energy through an animal. When they're getting it from the grass and the grass is getting it from the sun, it makes more sense that we eat the grass essentially mm -hmm. and get our energy from the sun so so i think like a proper energy efficient humanity would survive on plants but i don't think we'll see it in our lifetime but we're still going to push for it anyway <laughs> we will <laughs> we'll keep on hoping and trying yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you say you know it's kind of getting the masses to you know even just cut down it's um it's lots of people doing something imperfectly isn't it this the saying goes rather than yeah you know, a small amount of people doing it perfectly. So that's right. If, if every single person in Britain um, just had one more vegan meal a week, um, the change in carbon emissions would be absolutely huge. Uh, we would see more people eating more plants. They'd be more healthy. Mm -hmm. um, it would improve our strain on the NHS as well. So, so the more people can eat more plants, the better we'll all be. Definitely. Okay, so you're ready. This is a very short game because I okay, know you're, cool. you're pushed for time. You have many, many things to do. Um, okay, so I'm right in thinking you live together. Yes, yes we do. Yeah. yeah, I think I worked that out from the videos when we were in the first lockdown. I think you sort of went into the house, didn't you? I mean, I, we're on Zoom. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. It looks very, yeah. very stylish space there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I love that you live together. So you must know each other pretty well. Um, mm -hmm. So okay. You might have to, I don't know, maybe hold the thought, the answer in your head, ready to okay. kind of say whether the other person's right or wrong. Um, so, Ian, what's Henry's favourite food? Well, hold on, I think about it. So, okay. So, so you you thought of yours. I've thought of it. Uh, okay. So I, I say it now, do I? Yeah. Pesto pasta. That's correct. 
<laughs> pasta pesto rather than pesto pesto. That is so boring. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's I'm very, very, very disappointed. <laughs> okay, um, Henry, what's Ian's proudest moment? Ooh. Oh, man. Uh, there are there are three options mm-hmm. that I can think of. <laughs> do you know what it is? I do. Yeah. Okay. I think he's going to say the fact that he's just become an uncle. Oh. That is a good one. It is a very, very good <laughs> but one. But it's not right. <laughs> uh, well, do you know what? Right. It was um, like on a on a on a uh, purely personal level, I would say absolutely. But on a professional level, when you can sort of well, if it's not that, then I think I know the other go one. On, go on. It's the um, it's when we did the Bosch Fest at Borough Market. That's exactly right. Oh, yeah, wow. so like two out of one. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> Very good. So that was a big festival to announce our first ever cookbook. Yeah. Oh, amazing! Yeah. God, I bet that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It was mad. Back in the day when you could go to festivals, I mean. Oh. Just dreaming of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Ian, what's Henry's favourite film? Oh my goodness. Um, the favourite. Okay. Oh, okay. I, 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 I've got it in my mind. Hold on, hold on. I need to get it in my mind. You got it quicker than I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, shall I say? Yeah. Interstellar. That's Interstellar. the correct answer. Ah, oh, I don't think I've seen that one. I'll oh, you to need watch to watch it. it. It's a goodie. Yeah, I would say that was um, additional motivation for going vegan for me because it's set in a post-climate change world where plants ah. don't grow anymore. Okay, right. Mm. That'll be on my uh, must-watch yeah. list for this Great. week. It's got like the best soundtrack ever as well. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, Henry, what is Ian's worst habit? Oh, and this is, but he's got to say this is his worst habit or you're asking me. <laughs> no, he's got he's got to he's guess, guess what you think his worst habit is. Um okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I think his normal answer would be I don't have one. So I'm, I'm gonna have to dig a little deeper. <laughs> that's right. That's what he would say. Yeah, I don't, I don't have loads of habits. Um so you don't leave dirty washing lying around or washing. I leave up. dirty washing uh, lying around in my room. Uh, but, uh, okay. In the washing basket, I might add. Okay. But, yeah. I, I think I have an answer. Do you have an answer? Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. Well, then, <laughs> what are we doing? Sorry. <laughs> okay, right. Um, okay, there's two more questions. Ian, what's Henry most scared of? Uh, okay. Um, oh, okay. Right, I've got one. Yeah. Yeah, go I'm for it. Failure. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, that wasn't what I was going to say. Um, well, now you're thinking. It's like, well, no, because I said radiation. Oh, radiation. <laughs> yeah. Like, I yeah. think, I think uh, we were talking about this the other day, yeah. and I, I hate the idea of, like, radiation poisoning. Yeah, that would not be cool. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, I remember, actually, just the, the Chernobyl thing. Yeah. Jeez. I, do you know what? I, I, I'm all right with failure, because as long as you get up again and carry on, uh-huh. you can kind of, you can use it to learn. Yeah. So I'm all right with it. But... Yeah, it definitely is a motivator, shall we say. Yeah, yeah. but radiation, that is a, yeah, a daily is fear. No. And, you know, imagine like people before our time, whether they went through the Second World War 
or Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? But there are people that went through some crazy things. Yeah. And all we're being asked to do is sit at home and watch Netflix. <laughs> Yeah, so it's not that hard, is it? What we're doing right no. now? I don't know. I'm trying to do two jobs and homeschool two children. So okay. I mean, you know, you definitely get the prize. <laughs> How are you finding it? Oh, it's a total nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking a lot of wine, basically. Nice. Put it that way. <laughs> Good for you. But you know, it's still not on a par with World War Two, is it? So you know, yeah, no, we're no. very lucky. Yeah. Um, Henry, what? What vegetable could Ian not live without? What vegetable could Ian not live without? Okay. Mm. So this is a great game, by the way. Can I just say <laughs> it, good, it really it? gets you thinking? Um, it's a vegetable. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think I'm ready. Oh, okay. it might be tricky. It's a tricky. Really? It might be tricky. Could it? Yeah, if it's something like a tomato, is that a vegetable or? It, I I don't think it's that. No. Right, oh. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you my thought process. First of all, I think it would be potato, but I think <laughs> it's nothing. Is But I think it's not potato, um, because he's you know trying to be deeper than that. So I think it's either onion or garlic. Uh, well, do you know what? <clears throat> My initial thought was potato. <laughs> yes. Uh, we do like potato, but it was, um, I, I was also, I've also got this, um, like obsession at the moment with, uh, sprouts because we keep oh growing them God. at home. Yes. So not like Brussels sprouts, but you know, like seeded, like, like sprouts. micro sprouts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we've got uh, one of these, um, like growers and, uh, yeah, pop them on top of your toast or sprinkle them over the top of your uh, stir fry or whatever. Really, really healthy, super delicious, and eat them every day. Mm. Yeah. But which one? Oh, uh, is it, I are reckon, we talking broccoli I think or the, radish? I think, I think the radish. Radish. Radish, radish because mm. they've got that pepperiness. Yeah, man. They're, they're, you eat like a little handful of them oh. and your mouth's on fire. Yeah, they're mad. They're and, crazy. And they like have all the nutrients of the end fully grown vegetable but just within a tiny tiny little and they're fun to grow if you've got kids you should do that actually you should uh, you should get your uh, get them a little sprout ring it's like 20 quid it's so cool okay so yeah when we were yeah, kids exactly that. You, you yes. do like a little crest hair guy oh, the eggshell or something like yeah, the yeah, yeah. tissue <laughs> Do you know what? I'm actually going to try that because it's something that I've been wanting to do for ages. And at the moment, I buy them from um, the health food store and they come in plastic. And mm. you know, every vegan in the world is trying to cut down on plastic. Well, everyone eat vegan or not, aren't they? So mm. I will yeah. give that a go. Thank you. Great. You're welcome. Yeah, that would be a great thing to teach your kids, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I bet that the, the, the I'm not, well, I won't mention the brand, but I bet the plastic box that you're talking about is the brand of uh, the, what I, I used to buy. But then I went on their website and bought the growing kit from their website. Ah, okay. Oh, brilliant. All right, I'll have a look. Thank you. Well, it's been absolutely brilliant chatting to you. Um, and have a yeah. great um, Veganuary. And um, yeah, you. let's hope we get out of lockdown soon and we can all go to festivals like Vivolution again. <laughs> that would be nice. Yes, that been would be amazing. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for asking such good questions. We've been oh, that's it's okay. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Bye. Thank you.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.